Hey, Fifth Line, this is Greg Murray, the voice of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you're listening to the Artillery Podcast, the number one Blue Jackets podcast in the world, or so they say. Here are your hosts, Jordan, Kyle, Warren, and Tyler. Who wrote this, by the way? What's up, little boomers? Welcome into the podcast, episode 241. Hello. Hi. I'm Kyle. That music just cut off. Yeah, abruptly. I was going to say. That was my dang, bad. That's terrible, great. I have terrible producing over here. That's okay. It happens. Yeah. No silence, no silence, no silence. I'm so nervous. <laughs> uh, welcome into 241. Not an episode all by myself. Thank God. Kyle, hey. Kyle's back. I'm here. Kyle's here. Hello. Tyler's Lots here. to talk about Hi. today. Oh, oh, oh. oh, boy. We got a jam packed show flow you hear this i am at, that's like at least that's one paper. sheet of paper that is front, <laughs> that's front and back front i front and back am fired up today <laughs> twitter has got me on a different level right twitter. now what's happening oh my god just all the trades. You Are know? we going right into it? We, we might as well. I mean, listen. Uh, just side note: Warren's not here. I don't, I'm not sure where he's at. Uh, Brenda uh, Bryson. He's doing baseball shit with Otterbine. So, but yeah, let's get right into it. Um, Whatever those pitchers only do, they they're right cuddling together on yeah, a bench probably. somewhere. Yeah, they're they maybe pro- throw a ball once or twice, spooning each other right now. Yeah. I mean, what, popping each other's assholes. What possibly could they do for so long during practice? They just throw a ball. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's all they do. That's it. Hundred percent. Stretch a lot. Weak. Maybe ice. They stretch Weak. a lot. <laughs> ice their shoulders. Well, I mean, Lots of it stretching. Sense. It makes sense. Like <laughs> so much stretching. Uh, he said with that the boys, uh, stretching I was, with the boys, mm, stretching it out. Me and intern nice. Braden, we went to uh, the goat uh, to last night. Nice. I think it was last. No, two nights ago. One over there in uh, good old New Albany. Good old New Albany, and he uh, that was just he came back from uh, Indiana from his baseball. His first four games of the season, and they went three and one. Otterbein wow. did. They beat the number twenty-two team in the nation. Good oh, for them. Yeah, so he good did for good uh, in his baseball. That's the great thing good. about baseball. Any, anytime, anywhere, you can beat any team. It's crazy. Any team. That's right. right. <laughs> so yeah, Braden, it's not a big deal at all. Anyways, all right, here we go. Good job, intern. I'm kind of proud of you. Right, he pitched a little bit too. So, uh, let's get right into it here. Okay. So, uh, lots happened, right? Lots happened. This is kind of our trade deadline special, although the deadline's not till Friday. This is a, it's a trade episode. We might break in on Friday with a space. I, I don't know. We, we'll see. Yeah, I think we might do something on Friday. We got a, if, we got some new uh, some new uh, logo, some new we got things coming. Graphics for the new space thing but coming, no, right? Nobody knows about it yet. Yeah, yeah we'll so. see what's going on there. Huh? We got what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> We're having a meeting during the Did podcast. Did you see the skate space today from the Blue Jackets where they had Elliot Friedman yes. on there? All right. So here's my thing about that, right? So I listened to the first like 15 minutes of the skate space that the Blue Jackets hosted. In the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, y'all pay these people how much money to figure out your technology? And the whole time, Rimmer's just like, he's he's phoning in from fucking Mars. Couldn't even hear the guy. It was just like, meow, meow. And then half the time, like <laughs> it, was a, it was a delay by five seconds. And like, what are y'all doing? Yeah, we can figure it out on, on our end. We ain't even mm, doing anything. Twitter technology is hard. It's hard to get all that nailed down, especially when everybody's a different place. It's, it's yeah. difficult. It took him about 15 to 20 minutes they to figure, figure it out. out. That's my rant. I, I started and listening to it, but I got so like, I can't listen to this. This is cringy because of the technology side of it. So I turned it off. It was a great skate space uh, after Friedman left even. Yeah. He just said a bunch of stuff we already knew, which is fine. Um, but the stories Rimmer was dropping was unreal. I mean, this sto- some of the stories he was talking about was crazy. About yeah. just like 
Corpy about him like hanging out in his living room with Mike Sillinger and shit like that. Oh. Yeah, just oh, he a, shit. Yeah, I mean, he's like buddies with Michael Bublé of all people. Sure, everybody. He's, he's just, Rimmer has so many just obscure things about his life. It's like, where do you come across these people? It's crazy. But and, and also Larry, Larry King's like one of his best friends. Yeah, it's wild. And he he was at Montreal before he came to the Jackets, right? Where was uh, he? I don't, I don't know, know where he was. Actually, that makes me. Th- that makes sense about Michael Bublé if he was. Yeah, but all right. Anyways, here we go. So, what's the name of this section? Uh, trade goodness from the beginning. That's a good name. I <laughs> yeah. like that. That's, uh, that's S1 segment one. Get ready for my goodness. <laughs> my trade All right. goodness. So let's just, we're going to start off from the top and then we're going to dive into it after I kind of run through everything that's kind of happened. So yeah. we're, we're going to fill you in. For those of you that don't live on Twitter and don't see everything that happens as it happens, this is for you right here. All right. This is for you. All right. So starting at the top, number one, Gavrikov. It all started with Gavi. Healthy scratch. For, we're calling it now TRR because it's now becoming more and more common trade-related reasons. They got to put a cap on that, right? I mean, at some point, you can't be sitting guys no. out for seven, eight games. No, you can't. It's a bad look. It's especially, a bad look. Especially, I mean, obviously we'll get into it because, you know, the de- we all thought we had a deal in place with Boston and we didn't. And now Gabby sat for eight games out of, for, for no reason. Not good. Not a good look. Um, so that happened February 14th versus the Devils. So that was kind of the kickoff for everything that was going to follow here. Uh, next, and it, it took a couple weeks, about a week and a half, Corpus Allo, healthy scratch for TRR, uh, February 28th, so yesterday versus Buffalo. Then, out of nowhere... Which he wasn't even starting anyways. He was Elvis's backup last night. He was, but I think they had already planned that out. They're like, Corpy, we're probably going to healthy scratch you. We just got to get Greaves here to be Elvis's backup. And I think that's kind of how that trickled down. Um, but then out of nowhere, somebody that I didn't think we were probably going to get anything for... And he was on on an expiring contract. A lot of people were like, oh, that's all we got for him. And I think, Kyle, you might have some hot takes there, too. But Nyquist was traded to the Wild in exchange for a 2023 fifth-round draft pick. Um, so that, that is all we got for for old Nyquist. That's it. That's it. And, again, we'll get into that. I'm just kind of giving the rundown Did run you say 50% here. retained? Uh, oh, I did, did, I did not say that. That's so a yes, big deal. That is a big deal. That's an enormous thing. That's almost $3 million. Yeah. We retained. But I'm kind of looking at it like we got 22 games left at this point. Who cares? He wasn't playing the rest of the season anyway. No, but he yeah. wasn't. So I, like at this point, fine. who cares? Um, all right. So then announced late uh, last night, early morning, Jonathan Quick apparently is a Blue Jacket for now. Um, so uh, Gavrikov and Corpus Salo, they're going to L.A. in exchange for Jonathan Quick in a first and a third 2023 pick or picks coming back to Columbus. Um, so, yeah, there's that that broke yesterday and the news was officially made official to this morning around like eight o'clock and then as i was typing up the podcast show flow so yeah that that trade happened that trade that's a thing quick is a blue jacket for now and gabrikov and gorpy are on their way to uh, los angeles and as i was typing up the the uh, podcast show flow per sank or sank wow frank cervelli there we go uh, trade talks between Vegas and Columbus are extensive. Uh, Vegas wants to acquire Jonathan Quick, apparently from Columbus. Only thing standing in the way is cap space from Vegas, which they seem to possibly maybe trying to work out. So that's to catch you up. That's what's happening in the past two days. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, should we just talk about Chikrin then too? I mean, you might as well throw it in because Chikr- he's a part of the podcast show flow. But it just broke. Yeah, here. just broke uh, a few minutes ago. Chikrin traded to the Ottawa Senators for a conditional first round pick, top five protected. It's looking like, and two second round picks, all in different years. 
Uh, it's 2023 first round, 2024 second, and a 2026 second. So the price on that was way lower than we thought. Um, kind of unfortunate, but it's looking like the reason that it happened there and not here is because Yarmo needed Arizona to retain some of that salary. Ottawa did not. They took his whole contract, and that's why thing. that's why it's happening that way, it's, it looks like. And, and he's making, what, like $5.4 million, I think? I, I don't even. I maybe think that's what it yeah. is. Um, so yeah, that's cool. And it sounded like Checkerin didn't even really want to be here anyways. It sounded like he kind of went on record, I, I think, saying like he well, does not want to get traded to Columbus. He went on record. Then once Johnny Gaudreau signed, he then reopened the option or the, reopened uh, his idea to possibly coming here. He was like, you know what? I, I could come here now. He wanted to go to a contender, which yeah. Ottawa is now, I think. Ottawa's stacked. Uh, they're, they've got a pretty solid squad up there. Um, their rebuild has gone very well. Uh, I think him coming here, I don't think that he's as good as everybody says he is. He wasn't worth all this hype, in my opinion. Um, and maybe it, the trade shows because all they got was those picks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're dumping that contract off. They Now Arizona has so many picks in the top three rounds in the next three years. Um, but yeah, I, I think Ottawa's going to make a deep run this year, to be honest. But anyway, I'm glad that's all over, the Chikrin thing. Yeah, I mean, I guess my whole thing with the whole Chikrin and him being linked here, if we were going to get rid of a very solid defenseman like Gavrikov. I wanted something back if we were to finagle a trade, whether it was, you know, with the assets that we got, kind of what we've been talking about. Like, okay, we're getting a couple draft picks in here, maybe flip them for a guy like Chikrin. I was I was open to that idea because I still want some veteran presence on our D-line, which we do not have currently besides Zach Rowinski, who hopefully will be healthy next season. But let's get in to the trade shit and the questions I got. Yeah, trade that's, shit. That's the segment two t- uh, title. Uh, all right, so nice. Gavrikov going to Boston, that whole situation. So I kind of gave out my thoughts on the uh, the episode I did on Sunday, uh, but I know I feel like you guys got some thoughts there as well. Uh, seemed like we had a deal in place with Boston, and until we didn't. So bad look for the front office. What do you guys think kind of happened there? Is this something that's probably typical that we just don't actually see that happens? I, I think it's that because I think... Usually, I mean, we don't know. Trades probably fall through all the time. But if you're sending a player out, it it usually means the trade is going through. Uh, I mean, do you play him immediately when the trade falls out? Or do you keep him off because you know you have another option immediately? That's a hard decision. So, like, it's a bad look. And I'm sure Gavi hated it because he didn't play for eight games. So, and he clear And I think Brad Larson even said something where he said that he was not happy about it because he thinks Gavrikov could have helped them in the time that he was out. Not that that means anything, but it just shows that it's not a good look. And even the own team themselves is not happy about it. But I mean, yeah, it's a hard question. I mean, do you play him if immediately the trade falls through? Maybe not. I yeah, mean, just eight game. Eight, I think when I think it went to nine, did it? That's like three weeks. Yeah, he's. Well, I think it was while. eight. I'm pretty sure it eight, was eight. Yeah, uh, eight nine. Regardless, it's still a lot of games. I think it's too many games. Uh, there needs to be a cap on this. I think they're going to look at it probably in the offseason and put some kind of rule on this. They have to. I mean, you can help these scratch guys at will if you want to, but it gets ridiculous sometimes yeah. with shit like that, right? He was just a healthy no, scratch. He was practicing, right? He was, yeah, yeah, he he was, was practicing. practicing. He was traveling with the team. Yeah. He was doing all this stuff. He was still around, the though. Above, just yeah. not playing the games. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Uh, I I truly I think that Yarmo just got flea. I think he got used as leverage. He's used to doing that, and we're used to watching him do that to other teams. All the time, we're always talking about how Yarmo fleeced, Yarmo fleeced. He's always, he's always getting these trades that probably shouldn't go through a lot of the time because he's using other teams as leverage, and it happened to him finally. Uh, it, it was, it was Boston looking at Washington and saying, "Look, we've got Gavrikov right now. If we want him, all we have to do is tell Yarmo yes." 
So if you want to get this deal done with Orlov and, and, and Hathaway, then it has to happen now or else we're going with Gavrikov. And I think that's exactly what happened. Uh, and then Yarmo had no idea. They weren't going to tell Yarmo that. Yarmo got left in the dust on that. So it sounds like he had a backup plan with LA, which is why uh, Gavrikov still sat out. Um, obviously, it went through with, with LA. I'm not super stoked about how it all went down because I think that you need to treat guys like Gavrikov correctly. 100%. Uh, when, when you're sitting him for eight games and he is clearly pissed off. I mean, Friedman said it. I talked to him at Cannonball. He was he seemed frustrated then. He was not super happy to even be at the Cannonball. But good for him for showing up, you he, know. Oh, he's a great dude. Yeah. Phenomenal human being and deserves the best. I hope he goes and wins a ring over there. Him and Corpy truly. Um I I was going to cheer for whoever they went to in the for the playoffs this year, but I think it was fumbled big time. I think the front office really fucked this one up. Uh truly and it's not something I'm used to saying. I mean, Yarmo and JD usually nail nail it on the head when when it comes to shit like this. When it comes to trades, they definitely nail it a lot. Yeah, more often than not, I'd yeah. say 80, 75 percent yeah. of the time, it's a good trade for us. Yeah, and I this mean, was, this, this still was time. a good trade for us, though. I mean, yeah, when it comes down to it, we'll talk about kind of what eventually happened here, and most of you probably have already seen it. But yeah, I think it. Uh, I think it. I, I I tweeted out like I, I'm not. I wasn't uh, mad about the trade, but I also wasn't like happy but at, at this if you I'm look at it i mean L boston is is poised to make a deeper run in the playoffs now than la so la's pick in theory will be a better first rounder also than true. boston's so if you look at it that way i mean it that's also it's, very true. it's kind of worked out in a way but i don't know they just can't make they have to make the playoffs for this to be a first round or else we get two seconds next year and then i'm gonna be pissed yeah yeah i don't i didn't like the trade, what a dumbass condition giving away to got your best goaltender and your best defenseman. That's and that's, and that's, that's the, the worst condition. part because I I I am at this point extremely over Elvis personally, uh, and I think that Corpusalo should be the future. I want him to resign, but obviously he's gone now, and that's I think that's the worst part because Jonathan Quick was clearly upset. Um, they didn't treat him well at all. Oh, the whole trade all around was not good in yeah. any area not for a the good players look from both. or for yeah. either of the organizations, but. Yeah, I was not happy about it. Uh, I but it's it is what it is. We're here yeah, now. And so like, let's just let's skip over the Nyquist thing for now. We might as well just keep talking about the the trade that did transpire here this morning. Um, Gavrikov Corpusalo to L.A. in exchange for Jonathan Quick first and a third we get um, as well. So I guess do we, Kyle? You think that it's it's a good trade, and you know I'm kind of indifferent. We get the first, and we get the third rounder, and we get Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick is not going to be a Columbus Blue Jacket, and we're already seeing rumors of him on the <laughs> getting traded to Vegas anyways. Yarmo uh, quote, is quoted saying he's going to do the, what he can to make it right for, because he, kn he knows he screwed over Quick. That's the only yeah. way that trade was going through. It's the only way the, the money was getting balanced out on the cap is if Quick came here with that contract. Uh, that That's the only way. So it... I don't think there was anything retained on uh, no, on any contracts not there. Not that I saw, but yeah, so kind of what you said there, Yarmo, he was quoted with saying, we have the utmost respect for him and his career, speaking of quick, and his accomplishments, so we're going to try to do the right thing. Come that time on Friday, whether he is a blue jacket or not, we'll make that decision. So yeah, the ball is in Yarmo's court, and it seems as though there might be a deal on the table with Vegas already to get quick. You know, he's never, he probably won't even get a plane ticket to Columbus, he will just be, he's just a, a piece of the puzzle to make something else happen that there was no intention of him actually coming here. I don't 
think that he was ever planned on being a piece of the puzzle until that trade actually happened. There was no plan with him coming here or being part of the roster at all. It was it was supposed to be Gavi, Gavi for picks, right? I mean, that's kind of what it was. And then it turned into Corpy and Quick, a, a goalie one for one, if you will. Yeah, uh, that got added onto that. So I, I think Quick still has to come here until a trade gets until a deal gets done. He still has to back up Elvis until a deal gets done. But do I you mean, think that's giving him the? Do you, I feel like he if Yarmo is saying he's going to give Quick the respect he deserves. And whether that's with the jackets or not, I think that means that quick starts. No, no, you don't no. think so. No, that means he's gonna quick. Uh, very publicly, was very pissed off about this trade. He does not well, want to come yeah, to Columbus. Correct. I think in terms of what Yarmo was saying and like give him the respect he deserves is more so like we're not going to screw you over in in the contract sense and like the and I don't know. I think it's more so like we're going to try to do what you kind of want. Because yeah, everything is, outside of playing, which yeah. is flip him and send him to a contender. Exactly. Contender. Yeah. I think I think that's what Yarmo is insinuating with like we respect him and we're going to treat him well. It's not so much. Yeah. Elvis is going to be starting because he listen, we're tanking and that's, there's no better goaltender than Elvis to, to start between the He's pipes. Been all right. <laughs> I, but I will say, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I think yes. this is the in my personal opinion, just because I'm, I wanted Corpy on the team going forward and I don't think Elvis is great. I think this is the biggest sign that they're showing that we are tanking this year. I th- yeah. I think this is this trade specifically. Yeah, I think it's been just us being the worst team in the league all season would I be mean, the yeah, sign. Obviously. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, so kind of what you're saying. So given the inconsistencies of Elvis, right? There's there's no question that Elvis has struggled this year as well as the whole damn team. We're dead last, we're 32nd, we're in the we're in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Um so given the inconsistencies of Elvis, do you think the front office should have made a better effort? to maybe try to make it work with both these guys with re-signing Corpy. I understand Corpy was in a contract season. He was, you know, he was on he had an expiring contract. He was only making like a million and a half. Like I feel like we could have made something work to where yeah, it's unfortunate that, you know, your potential number 1 in Corpusalo would be making probably significantly less money than your number 2 in Elvis if we were to have them both next season. Uh, do you think there should have been some type of move made an, an effort to sign Corpusalo. Just Corpy or Gavrikov also. I think the, I think the that, effort was there for Gavrikov. They the, couldn't they yeah. couldn't decide on years. Yeah. So I I'm I'm strictly talking about Corpusalo okay. because I think Gavrikov wanted to test the free agency market. He wanted a long term deal and Yarma wasn't giving it to him. Which is dumb in my opinion. I don't know. I think I agree. Yar they they have a plan. We're sitting here looking at it as like next season. They're looking at it. If we sign him to six years, they're looking at it through the six years and what's going to happen through six years. I guess it, it would, if it didn't make it any would, sense, then yeah. I mean, I guess it, it would depend on the the money uh, that Gavrikov is wanting for six years in a row. I bet you it was a six by six or a six by say, six. I think he probably, he's probably going to be like a five. He thinks he's probably a five million, six million dollar. I think player. for a guy like Gabby, I would be okay with that. Maybe you start off like six six and you end it with like four four or four three or something. I don't know. Like if you tail it off or. I'm, there's ways to do it to make sure. it work for the cap, but yeah. And to go back to Corpy. Uh, Corpy, yeah. I think there definitely should have been like an offer. From what I understand, um, from people I've talked to, well, you have you have some inside information. There, well, guy. including Corpy himself, I, yeah. I talked to him last week about this um, formally, uh, and it sounds like he never even got an offer. It was never in the plan for Corpy to even get an offer to come back here. The front office has clearly made their bed with Elvis, and now they have to land it with that fucking contract that he's got. <laughs> which, yeah. what did I say a year and a half ago when he signed it? 
Three and a half of that is for his personality. It seems that way. Or three million of that is for yeah. his personality, something like that. Yeah. Uh, so for all of you on Twitter that's saying that I loved Elvis with the contract, go fuck yourself because you're wrong. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, they should have offered him a con. There, there should have been something there. I, I know confirmed for a fact that if an offer was given to him, he probably would have signed it. And like with the way he's playing right now, so he's making like a mil- a million and a half, I think. With the way he's playing right now, I could, I think feel like a two and a half million, maybe three max for a guy like Corpy would be respectable. I think I, I I would pay him for for the the product that he is putting out on the ice right now. He's playing phenomenal. Um, Grant, yeah, I, I know people are like, oh well, like he's letting like that the uh, the uh, the Oilers game he let in five goals, but yeah, you're playing against the best player in the National Hockey League with with a team on the ice that's not exactly great. And we still got a dub. We st- and we still got the dub. That's exactly right. He still right. got a win. Exactly. Also, there's people talking like Tarasov is the future, right? And Come all of now. this. Come on now. Wait a minute. Wait no, a minute. No, no, no. I'm I I'm agreeing with you right yeah, now. Yeah, I know. I'm talking yeah. to people that are saying Tar- <laughs> Tarasov is the future. Yeah. Wait a second. Tarasov is the is the future based on what evidence? Based on him being tall? Based on him like having the same body type as Vasilevsky? I don't understand where people are coming from with the Tarasov thing when they're talking about how he has had a better year when he played than Corpy. It's a quick Google search to look at their numbers, and you're fucking wrong. You're just so wrong. How can you look at their numbers in the amount of games that Corpy has played compared to Tarasov this season because Tarasov can't stay healthy, right? That's part of it. That is part of being consistent. Number one is staying healthy. Am I wrong? You're right. How in the hell could you possibly think that he is anywhere close to the future when he can't even fucking put together a 900, what was he, 902, 905, something like that on the season? He's not had a better year than Corpy. He's already fucking played in Cleveland because he's been hurt so much. Yeah, I'm about to say, like, he's, he's hurt in Cleveland, he's hurt in Columbus. I will say, when he has played in Columbus, there's been moments where I thought, oh, damn, this kid looks good. He's calm, cool, composed. He got a win at, in Madison Square Garden. Great. Like, the, the dude, he looks good. So did Kid Lennox. Yeah, but like I'm saying, if, if he would stay healthy, there would be an opportunity for him to succeed here in Columbus. Columbus, but he's not staying healthy. So right now we got to look at who's who's the backup next season. If you got if you got uh, Terrence well, Jack Greaves, well, yeah, apparently uh, Jack Greaves or Jonathan Quick. Apparently, uh, <laughs> don't think that's the case. <laughs> no, I, I do not understand the people in my mentions talk trying to mansplain to me specifically mansplain to me how Tarasov is the future. Like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm so sick of these people acting like they know more than me watching this shit when I'm watching the same goddamn thing. All right, I know what I'm looking at here. Corpy has been the better goaltender over seven fucking years, eight years even when he backed up. Bob and then had to back up Elvis's bitch ass as well. Sorry, Elvis. I do like Elvis. I mean, I do like Elvis as a person, but he has not been good this year. Yeah. Anyways, Corpy earned that number one spot this year. Twice. This, like, twice. Twice in, in, in probably three and a half, four years. When he came back from that injury full go, he played through an injury and I think he hurt himself there yeah. at the beginning of the season. But when he came back full go, he was full fucking go. Especially with all those injuries we had and he was still showing out. Some of those saves that he made, some of the games he put together, how solid he looked, how so stoic he is in the net. Even if a goal goes in that shouldn't have, he's still like an own goal even. He's still, he doesn't give a shit. He's, he's ready for the next play. Yeah. That's what he's all about. I'm so sick of this Tarasov shit. Maybe he'll prove me wrong in a few years, and I hope he does. But as of right now, we do not have a future number one goaltender. The front office made fucking sure of that. 
you're making me hate this trade more and more. You are so, <laughs> yeah. I Corpus Solo has been so fucking solid. Thank you. Corpus Solid. <laughs> Corpus Solid. I, I was going to try I was thinking the word like just consistent when it comes to every part of being in the crease. And yeah. I just I'm going to miss him, man. I am going to miss him and I'm not excited about our future of goaltending right now. I'm not yeah, no, I I said it last podcast on the with the Sunday one I did, and uh, I was I was on the team Corpy train man. Like this whole season, he's proved to me as he proved to me why he earned that number one spot a couple years ago. Then unfortunately with injury, he could not sustain that. But then he won it back from Elvis again. Uh, he took it. Well, Bob went to Florida. Then Corpy won that number one spot. Corpy gets, you know, Corpy goes to the All-Star game or gets voted into the All-Star game that gets hurt and unfortunately can't go. And then Elvis takes that number one role from him. And then Corpy with it. He did five, he had five shutouts in eight games or something yeah. stupid like and that, Elvis, right? What, Elvis did okay. And then has done what since then? Nothing. And then Corpy took that spot back and Corpy made it his job. He, it is. He is the number one guy. And the fact that, kind of to what you're saying, Kyle, like you talked to Corpy last week and he's he made it kind of, he pretty much said, like, no, they never even offered me a deal. Yeah. To me, like, that's just a – I don't know why. It's a disservice. Slap, it's a slap in the face. It's yeah. it's, it's disrespectful, yeah. in my opinion. Now, there needs to be some sort of fucking respect when you're when you're dealing with shit like that, especially somebody who has waited so fucking long for He's their turn. He's been here eight years, the it, longest tenured goaltender in Blue Jackets history. And he never was the official starter ever. No. Yeah, he was this season, but I think that's... He was... Was he right the official, like, announced starter? I don't think yeah, so. He, he never once was. I truly I think, like, don't think so. Prior to Elvis Teams being... Teams don't really do that, though. Yeah, it, anymore, it's kind of, like, not so much in true number one. I but, guess. Um, I feel like prior to Elvis uh, in... At the, what it was, it was a pre-COVID. It was when Corpy had, like, 85 saves in the in the play-in series versus Toronto. Like, he was yeah. he was the number one. That and that time. Yeah, I, I agree with yeah. that. The 85 saves was crazy. Uh, I, look, here here's what I come out with it. I It is what it is, right? There's nothing that we can do about it as fans. We can sit here and bitch and moan all we want. I think I'm right about all this. I think a lot of people are going to agree with me when it comes to Corpy should have gotten an, an extension, at least an offer. At least an offer. If, if you wanted to pursue other avenues, Fuck, sure. have at it, man. I don't blame you. But the offer should have been there. Never from was the even office. there. If you want to start winning next season, like apparently they want to. If you've listened to Friedman, Jeff Merrick, uh, Pagnotta, uh, and who else? Frank Saravelli. All these guys are talking about how Yarma wants to come out and start winning next season for these fans. Really? Are you sure? Because now we don't have a fucking goaltender, all right? I hope Elvis comes out and proves me wrong with that contract. Yeah. You better start living up to it, or else he's going to have the entire fan base revolt. I'm telling you. He might have to go to the yeah. beach like every other week just to clear his head again. Ugh, don't get me fucking Jesus started Christ. on this guy. Mental head case. I mean, here's the thing. You, you also, you, we keep saying the contract, the contract, the contract. It's very possible that they have been trying to deal Elvis for the last, just listen to me. There's, there's an, a possibility that they've been trying to deal his contract and deal him for the last, like, what, three months? Say it's just some random ass fucking number. No fucking team is going to pick him up because the last time he did something good, it was the five shutouts in eight games. That's literally the last time he did something consistently good. Yeah. And so no one's going to pick him up for $5 million a year. That's the thing. Yeah. $5 million, There's no chance. So they they shot yeah. themselves in the foot and they had yeah. no other choice but to trade Corpus Solo. And how many more picks. years is on the Elvis deal? Like four. Four. four? Like, yeah. It's like a second year. There's four it. after this. This is his first year of the new contract. I think Welcome that's more to the rebuild. I think that's line. more likely what happened. They shot themselves in the foot and there's they can't turn back. Here, 100%. Here's what, what I'm going to say. One more thing before we get off the Corpy thing. I think we're getting we're ready to move on here from Corpy. Yeah. Uh, I still am 
am going to say in Yarmo we trust. I, I, he has done more for this team in the last ten years than anybody's ever done for this team, in my opinion. Oh, we've only been around for twenty, so he's had half of the half. He's had ten of the twenty years to do something. Regardless, uh, I, I still, it's still in Yarmo we trust. He's done more good than bad things, in my opinion. He and JD have a plan. This is Yarmo's legacy too. This, this is Yarmo's reputation on the line, and he's not going to go out there and make bad decisions because just because he can. He, he's going to do everything he can to make himself look good on this team. I hope Elvis turns it around, and I hope he has a plan maybe this offseason or something to get shit going next year. If he's really talking about how he wants to start winning again next year and is looking at the playoffs next season, then we're looking at Larson out this offseason, and you have to start over on that end, right? I mean, 100%. Uh, here, here's a yes. hot take for... I No, I agree there. Uh, here's a hot take on Elvis. Maybe all Elvis needs is to know he's the number one. That's what I was saying today earlier. Yeah. Just to know that he is the number one guy. He can't have this tandem thing. And maybe if he just realizes, okay, I am it here in Columbus. There's nobody There's nobody to hold my feet to the fire. There is, though, because everybody's talking about how Tarasov's the future. All right, great. But listen, if, if, it becomes, if it comes between Tarasov and Elvis next season, you know damn well they're going to try to ride Elvis until we figure shit out. So maybe Elvis just needs that boost of confidence like hey you're officially our guy guy all right we're paying you the money now go do it maybe that's what he needs i'm shaking my head because i'm just like if this is if it's clear that a big part of elvis's game is the mental part of it and that's extremely understandable but if if that is true which i honestly believe you I don't have faith for him taking us in a playoff run. Yeah. How do you have someone who is that loose when it comes to their mental game and how it allows them to play good in hockey with how do you how do you get a deep run if you're yeah. going to like say you're down 3-1 three, three, in the playoff series? What is he going to do? He's not going to bring us back from that. There's yeah. no, no way. I, I I agree there and like part of me feels for the guy because like I get it like I understand like people go through shit and people have their people have their things that they got to worry about in, in their real life and I understand I understand absolutely that. so like in, and not what, discounting that in any sort of no, way. no I know you aren't no, I, no. I'm agreeing us, there so yeah yeah 100 we're not and like I kind of feel for the guy in that aspect because he's he's made it known that he's been having some mental problems with with certain situations so yeah like you hate to see it and to like to what you're saying yeah if it's a series where, where you know we're down three one, we're up three one. Can we can we count on him to close the door? I just don't have that faith until I see it, and if I yeah. see it, then fuck yeah, let's go, Elvis. I hope so. I hope I hope he proves us all wrong because I think like I like I like what I see in him as a person, and I hope I want him to succeed because if he succeeds, the whole damn team succeeds. But I have not seen what I want to see over the past two years with him. Yeah, I I one hundred percent agree. I look, I I think I hope Elvis proves us wrong but that's what we're all talking about right now right is how he needs to prove everybody wrong because he has not been there uh and i what else what other evidence do we have that says that he's going to just get better mac like you know that quickly i i don't see it i hope we're wrong and i hope he proves us wrong which is what we keep the word the verbiage we keep using but yeah it just sucks that that's where we are now where it's our five and a half million dollar goaltender it has to prove us wrong now by playing better yeah, what a shitty situation to be in as a as a fan yeah, of the team. That if you put it that way, damn. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks, it, and it sucks that there was no offer. I, big big thank you to Corpy from the artillery. I talked to him and Gavi last week about this and kind of gave them 
uh, our thoughts as a group from the artillery saying thank you for being here for being a part of the team in the city and everybody really appreciates it all this stuff all the all the niceties and all of those things yeah. so uh, we, I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure watching Corpy play here for the last eight years. Oh truly. yeah, no, I've I've absolutely loved it, and and he's a guy that you can tell that has like he's he put in put in his time. Then he got the opportunity, took advantage of it. Unfortunately, he had a little injury bug, and then once he got that opportunity, because listen, last season we all thought he was his pretty much his career was done. Like nobody was even going to have it take a chance on this kid. And the Jackets were like, let's give you one more year. And this was his redemption year. And he proved himself so much that you got a team like the LA Kings that are in a playoff hunt. They're like, yeah, we would like that guy part of our team. So props, uh, kudos to you, Corpy. Like you, you figured your shit out. You came out of it a better, I think even a better goaltender than you were previously. And yeah, so best of luck to you in LA, Corpy. I hope you succeed with, you know, moving forward in your career. Now that he's passed this eight years of, is he it or is he not? I think he's going to flourish. I oh, think this sure. is his time. As all do, as all blue jackets, as they all do. Right yep, they all flourish. It's really <laughs> shitty that we sit here and say he did his time here in Columbus. Like <laughs> it's a fucking prison sentence. Playing well, to here, be right? fair, the Nationwide Arena was built on the state penitentiary ground. So I mean, yeah, it pretty yeah. much right is, next right? to the mass grave over in the North Market parking lot. <laughs> right? What was did that you about? See that shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I went over to get some Thai food last week and I couldn't park. And yeah. there was, they're digging up dead bodies. It's yeah, crazy. That's pretty fucking that was, wild. That was pretty crazy. I think it's the ground nationwide sits on and that whole area just cursed. It's cursed. It's cursed. Downtown Columbus, Ohio, baby. 100%. The only way they're going to fix it is by moving the team to Saskatchewan. <laughs> True. Right. Relax. All right, moving on. Saskatoon. Saskatoon, Regina, Saskatchewan. I don't that's know. right. That I mean, was that, amazing. Do you like my... Uh, yeah, my <laughs> I do like... Hold on. Let's just... The, to the listeners, we have a new uh, Segway swoosh. I apparently have to make it longer. It's so quick, you may not have caught it for the Ready? last Hold two on. weeks. All right, new new segment. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, all right, so uh, so the Jackets have obviously acquired quite a few draft picks here, and I guess my question to you is: We have with these picks now that Trick Chickren's off the board, and the trade deadline is Friday at three, so we still have a day and a half to go. Do we see any other type of moves? What kind of moves do you maybe see? Does Jarmo pull trick? Does Jarmo stay put? What are we thinking? He's not done. He said he's not done. Yeah. Uh, I think he said in an interview today that they can't make any announcements yet, but there's still stuff on the table right now. That and is obviously getting, Quick is one of them, it seems It has way. to be. Yeah. yeah, I think there's still absolutely stuff on the table. Now, I'm hearing, and I know you're hearing this too about Boone, seeing the rumors about Boone. Yeah. That I'm gonna say I'm gonna put on I'm gonna go on record right now as saying if you trade Boone Jenner from this team, uh, that is a that is a, f- a fatal mistake. The, you, that is, yeah. Oh, and, and listen, he's and, he's playing. He's had he's strung together two back to back great seasons. I yeah. I come at it from Absolutely. this point. This perspective is when they signed Good Branson in the offseason and gave him four million dollars for four years. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was for intangibles. Boone Jenner has the most intangibles. Of anybody, I yeah. think I can I can think of on this team of so, anywhere really. If that's what you want to move away for a first round pick, then that is a fucking mistake. No, and I I agree with that. And and kind of what I just said a second ago, Boone has put together two phenomenal seasons. Like as soon as he got for that, him. exactly. So as soon as he got that captaincy, he has done great. I say this, but not a number one center still, in my opinion. That's totally okay. Yeah. So I I think he can definitely be a 
a very pivotal part of this of this rebuild that we have for yeah. sure. I think he'll play a great part in this, but I still think the Jackets still need, still need that was, number one C. I was going to say the exact same thing. I think the Jackets are always, the organization, organization is always looking for the next number one, number one. Yeah. Keep Boone. You ever, look at Toronto. Look at Edmonton. Look at all these teams that are always in the hunt. They have a staple one, two, and three. We have yeah. a staple... Half. Maybe one. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. He's not. He's not. Boone Jenner is a staple number two line center. I'll he put him number all, two all day. All day. Yeah. Keep him on number two. That line will go off no matter who they have yep. on that line. He he. That's where he stays. And it, it's if they trade him, they don't know what they're looking for. They need one, two, and three, and they you, don't even have one. The reason that like a Toronto or Toronto was kind of rumored to Boone. The reason a team like that wants a Boone is because in the playoffs you need that grit, you need that grind, and Boone provides that. So there's there's no reason at all to get rid of a Boone Jenner, in my opinion. That's the dumbest thing I could possibly think of. And if that is actually if that is actually on the table and Yarmouth was entertaining that, that's I question that. People are there are teams interested, and in, I mean if it does happen, you are telling your entire fan base that we are starting over entirely. <laughs> yeah, right. No, from you, from you square are. one. Then, yeah. line, then then we're looking at Line A moving. Then we're looking at Warinsky possibly moving. Uh, Goudreau, Goudreau is probably sticking around for the for the contract. Um, that was probably part of the whole thing. He has a new, no move clause, I believe. Um, I mean, Warinsky yeah. would probably stay, but nobody else after that is safe. I mean, you have to keep a core together, and if you want to start winning next year, then there's no chance Boone gets moved. So let's just go one by one. Tell me the next thing that you think Yarmo would bring in. Like it does have to be a, a specific player. Just like if you if he's it come trade deadline, it's three o'clock, and you know the trade is being made. What is it that Yarmo? He has all these picks now. Is he bringing in a player? Is he bringing like somebody that can help us down the line? Is he bringing in more picks? What's he What's he doing? What do we think? Uh, I think that most likely it's picks. But Warren got in my head, and this team Vegas got in my head, and now I'm hearing. Uh, oh, stop Carlson. it. Stop it. And put Carlson <laughs> on that second line next to Boone Jenner. You got... You're speaking of you, Will, former jacket William Carlson yeah. went to Vegas. Quick is now rumored to Vegas. I'm thinking Carlson comes back in a quick trade. You've got two out of three of your staple second line players. No. Boone Jenner, William Carlson right there. That ship has sailed. Yeah, I agree. Carlson had a good year, <laughs> like a good first two years in Vegas maybe. That first yeah. year they went to the Cup. Um yeah, I, I don't see that. He's happening. average. He's all right. He's aging. Yeah. He's not very good anymore. He's no. You have, no. To, you have to go for draft capital for. I quick, mean, if I it's think. quick, Carlson straight up one for one. No. I, okay, maybe. Yeah. Even no, yeah. no. That, that would never happen. Mm, it's just not <laughs> worth it, man. I don't know Carlson's contract, but I, it's just Vegas does not need quick. They don't. Mm, for a playoff run, they might. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I don't see that. Ha- I the only I, the only thing now that I see Yarmo doing is is pulling in more picks. I mean that's that's all you can do and try to and try to flip those maybe at the at the deadline if not like during the draft. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. really. He yeah, you could hold off during the draft. That's a good point. I don't know what's going on with that. I'm also he saw stuff about Nike was possibly resigning in the off season, which I think I floated that one around. I don't know about all that, man. I. Hey, maybe, I mean, maybe. He, he's, he's he liked his time here. He it's, everybody says that. I'm tight. Enough with right. that. Enough. <laughs> enough with he liked his time. Who fucking Listen, cares if they like their time? You here? are the biggest proponent of Nyquist. You're like that's the best. That's the best free agent signing we've, we've ever had. And that's listen, true. I like what he brings. And and the Besides fact Goudreau. that there's this that's there's true. this narrative out there. And I, I 
People have tweeted me about it. It was like, oh, we don't want to re-sign a Nyquist, or if he does want to come back, there's no point in re-signing him. Let the young guys play. All right, well, the young guys have been playing for 22 years, and what does it got us? We need some type of veteran leadership these young guys can learn from, so why not keep a guy like Nyquist? And obviously, he's not going to make the $5 million that we're paying him now. Like, he is a free agent come this season. He knows his value has gone down. The max he can maybe get is like three, if that. So if, if we were to, I would not be opposed to re-signing a guy like Nyquist if he chose to maybe want to come back here. Yeah, I'd, I'd be fine with that. And then and he would be a, a teacher of young guys, right? I that's mean, what that's, we need. And that's what he's been doing already, I think. Yeah. Great dude also off the ice. Like a really nice, humble guy. Stand up dude. Uh, yeah, he stands up. Um, I was just going to say it that. does. Good I, one. Good one, guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens. But I look, I am not a big fan of 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 home growing these guys like like Gavrikov, you know, drafting him in the sixth round, getting him to where he is now, and then just dealing him. I mean, sucks. At, at some point, you got to you got to bite the bullet, right, and and take that term. I I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know what the plan is or what they're talking about financially. What the ownership is throwing in there. Uh, with, with their opinion, and that, that definitely matters, the ones that are signing all the paychecks. But yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense to me to continue to home grow these guys and then just move them when they when they want to go. It, it doesn't make any sense, and that's not how you win. That's not how you win. I, no. Clearly, look at fucking Tampa. Look at Tampa. Yeah. Look at who they drafted. Look who the core of that team is, and look who they have not moved. Maybe, like, maybe if we can keep... We Austin. Can, maybe if we can hang on to Cadreau, which he has the contract. Nyquist has the deal. Like, if we can hang on to maybe some of these bigger names, it, it'll be more appealing for these guys that we do grow in the system to maybe stay and try to f- see if something could potentially manifest into a playoff run. My prediction in three years is that Line A tells him tells us he's not resigning because he wants to go to a contender, and then we <laughs> okay. trade him before the deadline. All right, great. That's Relax. that's just where I see us yeah. in three years because At that's this point. There's no. That's f- the trend. Yeah. <laughs> what do I have to say? Oh, we're going to be a contender in three years, and he'll yeah. want to stay. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing. There's no way. There's nothing. Paper. There, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, we don't um, even have a fucking goaltender. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, you think more picks? Then <laughs> it's like two, it's like the year two thousand. We're starting. We fresh. are just That's here to be a revolving door for all these motherfuckers and, and draft picks. Seems that it's way. True. All right, so you think uh, come three thirty Friday is just more draft picks coming down the line? Yeah. Okay. I actually think that. I I think we're gonna see a player. It's not gonna be anybody crazy. But I could see a depth piece for next season that's going to help us. Not like a, I'm not saying like a. I'm, I wasn't rolling my eyes at you. I'm okay, just, I just think it's going to be. I think we have so many. We have a lot of picks now. We've we've just acquired three in 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 a, in a day. We're probably going to get another one for for quick again. Might be like a fourth rounder, or maybe something worse. But I think we we have enough there to where I think Yarmo's looking at a possible, not like old veteran, but like somebody you know hitting the prime or out of the prime of their career to maybe help us come next season or the season after. I think it come I think it comes down to a player personally. Yeah, we'll see and I hope it's a good one. Yarmo's good at uh at turning good trades, but I don't know. Yeah. I hope we get a good player too. Yeah. We'll see. Thanks, Tyler. Thanks, Tyler. <laughs> hey, hi Jordan. You ready, buddy? I'm ready. When's the last the mood time around here? I'm yeah. pissed. When did the, when's, <laughs> when's the last time we did trivia? It's been a minute. It's been at least three weeks. At least three weeks? I think what so. The That's the last time you were around here, dude. Yeah. Golly, gee. All right. Golly, we didn't even do one last week. You did one by yourself. I should have gave trivia to myself. <laughs> you would have had to point yourself there. <laughs> All right. Well, let's remind everyone of the uh, score. Uh, Jordan has seven. He's leading. Congratulations, Jordan. 
Thank uh, you. I'm very good at this. Braden is second and six. Uh, Kyle, this is your chance to catch up here. You have three. Warren oh. has two. Warren, I'm just going to say, you're not going to win trivia this year. And also, like, trivia, this game, you have to show up to get the points. Correct. Right? We, don't, Correct. we don't text you the, the question. No, no. Nothing. If you're here, you get the points. If not, you're, you're shut out of luck. That's Correct. why I always just at least make sure I'm here when Tyler's here. Correct. Correct. Exactly. That's all you got to do. All right. Even though ready? I'm still, like, I only have three points. True. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I keep cutting you off. You ready for the question? Yes. All right. Open your notes app in your phone, please. All right. Did you say Google? It's being opened. On uh, Turn on airplane mode, you fuckers. I don't cheat like, uh, right. like Braylon. Braylon does. J- July 23rd, 2021. The Chicago. I didn't. I didn't do it like I did that one time. I almost. You, you think Chicago? I did? Let's try this again. <laughs> sure, it was a Chicago. Let's start the music over. <laughs> All right. July twenty third, twenty twenty one. The Columbus Blue Jackets had a blockbuster trade with the Chicago Blackhawks that allowed Seth Jones to go there. Name three of the four players that the Blue Jackets got. Now let me say, three of these players were draft picks. Jesus three Christ. of the four players that we got in this trade for Seth Jones to go to Chicago to Chicago. That so, was the draft party night at Nationwide Arena. Got it. Got I it. will. I will. I will give you one and say Adam Boquist was one. The was the one player. He was the player, but the rest are draft picks. The rest are draft picks. So pretty much named two of the three draft picks got in that it. trade. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can do that. Cool. I think. That's your question. All right, before we get into the answer, I think I have it, but I don't know. Uh, we have a great sponsor, High Bank Distillery. Oh, great sponsor. Oh, uh, listen, if you ain't ever been there, what you doing? Yeah, what you doing? What you doing? High Bank Distillery, listen, they distill all their own spirits. We're talking vodka, whiskey, gin, rum, award-winning. Fantastic food, great cocktails, and uh, two locations here in Central Ohio. They have their the OG location right there in the Grandview Yard area, right across the street, actually. They also have uh, the New Albany location. Quick, each of you, your favorite thing about High Bank, go. Bourbon and Old Fashions. Oh, yeah, the Old Fashions are good. Smoked. Smoke. They smoke it right in front of you. Like you see the aroma of the smoke, just leaving the old fashioned. Yeah, the old fashioned just throws a cigar in its mouth and, and puff, starts puffing away, dude. It's oh crazy. Oh my god, uh, you gotta take me there, Jordan. He's smoking old Let's fashioned. Let's go, baby. Come on now. My favorite thing about High Bank Distillery is pups on the patio. But oh yeah, that's always a good thing when it warms up. You go on the patio with your pup and have a little drink and have your pup, and it's great. We love pups. High Bank was the presenting sponsor of the Daytona 500 party. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> that, sure were. That I did not even make it to. <laughs> I was there. Oh, but at I, your party? My party. Yeah. yeah, but you were just like gone, you know. Oh, I left. I was. I was in my bed by probably lap twenty. Oh, you didn't finish the race. No, you weren't. I you was were up. there like past lap hundred. I wouldn't remember. Yeah, no, I was. You yeah. didn't finish the race though. I didn't. Oh, but wow. I think all my friends had a good time. Oh, he was fucked up. Oh, we left a little <laughs> so early too because I was also fucked yeah. up. Like, well, I was. I started drinking at like ten o'clock in the mornings. I was like Daytona Day, baby, come Fuck on! Yeah. And by the time all my friends got to my party, great turnout. I had about thirty some people show up. That was oh, great. Yeah. great time. Sorry Thank I you, High Bank, there, for it, it was <laughs> supplying our good time. Yeah. yeah, if you walked in, it was just literally like eight bottles of High Bank just right there for everyone. That's awesome. Drink, so, uh, but anyways, HighBankCode.com for more details. Make sure you check them out. 
I was trying to, I was trying to ease that in a little easier. I liked it. I liked it. Didn't work. All right. All righty, folks. Just to remind you of the question, uh, you want to turn that down just a slight? Yeah, music, think, here, music's so loud. You think it's loud, but it's loud in your headphones, not really. Oh, yeah, I it's believe like over, you. It's I like believe overtaking you. them. Yeah. Uh, remind you of the question in 2021, uh, we traded uh, in a blockbuster trade the Chicago Blackhawks, Seth Jones. Uh, three of those, uh, we got, it was four acquisitions. Three of those were draft picks. They turned into players, obviously. Okay. Uh, what were those three out of four? Kyle, uh, go ahead. Adam Boquist, uh, Cole Sillinger, and Car- Carson Kuhlmans. And Jordan. That's good. Uh, I said Kent Johnson, Cole Sillinger. I thought maybe it could have been like a... Keep going. All right. I was thinking maybe it was like a 2022-2023 situation. Mm-mm. All right. Fair nope. enough. Uh, and, <laughs> and Adam Boquist. Uh, can you say the last person you said again? Coolmans. Coolmans. All right. And damn it. no one got it right. Oh. No, that the pick we got was Coolmans. The uh, four players were Adam Boquist, Cole Sillinger, Alexi Hamosalami, and David Yerchek. I was going to put Yerchek. Yes, sir. I was going to put Yerchek. Yes, I, that was going to be the. T- that was the. That was the toughie. I knew no one was. We know nothing about hockey. I was. I literally had Yerchek on the tip of my tongue. I was like, I was going to put it on there, but I didn't. Orin, you are still in grasp of Kyle and uh, Braden. You're still winning. All the people on Twitter calling me a poser and saying I know nothing about hockey. You guys were so right. That's <laughs> just true. So right. So right. And all of these questions I've asked, I've known the answer to all of them. Relax, okay? Because yeah, you, looked you, up you looked it up. You looked it up. Of course, you don't know, you look at me. I knew because I can read. <sighs> Thank you. Oh, shit. What is happening? Sorry. Here we go. Ready? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> we're still. You got it. So here's what you have to do. What? You have to put tape right above the sticker that says transition, yeah. intro, trivia. Well, I know that. I, so I, there's four different pages, though. I have to go through here and hit like the page number and go to that one. So I got to get all the important ones on one page. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, let's yeah. do it again. All right, next segment. Here we go. Uh, all right, so before we get social and answer some questions, we also, the Jackets have been playing hockey as well. Uh, believe it or not, all these trades and all this shit happened uh, over the past day and a half, but the Jackets are also playing the sport of hockey. And that the Jackets sucks. are playing somewhat well. Which, yeah, hate that. <laughs> like, I kind of hate it too, but do we kinda, Still in last place, though. Still in last place, yeah. So just to kind of uh, go through here some of the games the Jackets have had success in here in the past two weeks. Uh, Winnipeg Jets, they won 3-1. Dallas, 4-1. Arizona, they took the uh, overtime. They lost 2-3. They got a point. Edmonton, they won 6-5. Connor McDavid in the barn. Uh, Rozovic, four points in that game. It was up. They were up 4-0, then they got tied 4-4, then they went up 5-4, then they went up 6-4, and then they made it 6-5. It was a great game. All, all around great game. Yeah. I was entertained. Rozovic came away with two goals, two assists. You'd love to see that. What game is this? Uh, Edmonton. <laughs> we skipped past Winnipeg and Dallas. I was just I was just rifling off the, the, yeah, who cares the, about re, the recent successes that we've had. Do we care about these games? No, not at all. all right. uh, Minnesota, we lost 2-1, or sorry, 2-3 in overtime, so we got a point there. And then Buffalo, uh, we got the dub there in Buffalo, which uh, Butchie Gross kept every single time they went to Butchie on the ESPN desk. He's like, all right, headed back to Columbus. They're in Buffalo the whole time. Our biggest rivals. Right? The biggest rivals. Is this, Robinson, uh, am I sitting here on this sheet looking at a six-game point streak right now? Well, no. No, <laughs> it was not. Uh, there was one game. I left off a Minnesota game. I was just more so. 
saying the points that five we've got. points and five in the last six. Is that what I'm looking yeah. at here? Yeah, That's, you are. Stop it. Stop. Stop it. Stop it right now. Bad. We're not getting Bedard anyways. It doesn't matter. You're right. Honestly, yes. I keep saying with our luck, we're going to get first pick and no, we're not going to get first pick and we're going to lose the lottery. Or if we get first pick, we're going to be stupid and not pick him. <laughs> I, can, I can see Yarmo going off the board, like getting somebody that nobody was even going to draft, like Chenikov, like wasn't even on anybody's radar. And then they just get laughed out the building. Right. Uh, so yeah, Jackets, uh, we're putting together some points. We've got 22 games left. All of a sudden, the team putting together points out of nowhere. Still 32nd in the league, which is last place. Is this okay? Should we should we be putting up points maybe for like team morale for these young guys to maybe get an experience of winning? For the fans. No. For the fans. For the fans. No. But as long as we still remain 32nd. Seen a lot of people recently now because of the success renewing their season tickets. I mean, seriously, there's a lot of renewals going through right now, and that's that's great. Um, I think that you have to continue to stay competitive for the fans or else your fans are going to start turning on you, the players and all, which we kind of already have at one point this year. Yeah. Especially Brad Larson got the most of that. She deserved, deserved probably. Deserved. Uh, but yeah, you got you to gotta put it together a streak at some point, a, a good string of games, I guess, you know? So Gavrikov, so speaking of the streak, uh, Gavrikov's been a, a healthy scratch for trade-related reasons for eight games. <laughs> And all of a sudden, the jacket's playing a little better without Gavrikov. No, what no. is that about? No. What that, is that about? I hate that dialogue. Nope. <laughs> just saying it's, it is it we're, is what it is. Fuck your narrative. We're moving past that. I'm just saying <laughs> on paper, that is fact. That is, it is You fact. are not it is wrong. Fact. It is fact. You're right. And then, yeah. So does that mean that... <sighs> hey, Ken Johnson looks great. Oh, the Ken dude Johnson is incredible. Is, dude, that shot last night was... How about Marchenko? There you go. Come huh? On, How about little Marchenko? Talk to him a little bit at the Cannonball, too. Did you touch his butt? He remembered talking to us in Traverse City. He no remembered way. Danny and I. Aww. They all recognize Danny because every time she goes and takes pictures at games, she DMs all the players the pictures she oh, takes. Oh, nice. And so they're all, they all like know her from that. So... Like half the players we ran into were like, oh, you said thank you so much for those pictures. They all thanked her. It was great. I love that. Marchenko was one of those guys. So, yeah. So, uh, speaking, uh, speaking of old Marchenko, the Chank, what do we call him? The Chank Show? I, I forget what you call Mar- it. Marchenko Show? Yeah, I don't something know. Like that. Something like uh, that. 16 goals now as a rookie, um, which is incredible. But he's also only played like, what, 30 games now? 34. Which is, like uh, he's. I mean, he's right behind whoever. I don't. I forget who was leading the rookie race in terms of goals, but he's only like he's like three goals behind him. It's Matty Beneers with uh, nineteen. Yeah. So, Thank God. Uh, the so man, let's just the uh, briefly talk about kind of the goals right now because we we talked about it last podcast when we all were together, kind of our predictions of who would come out on top with the regular season goal total. Boone Jenner up to nineteen now, almost hitting that twenty mark. You got Lining with seventeen, Marchenko sixteen. Gaudreau, 15, Johnson, 13. So that's your top five. So Boone Jenner just keeps see, he just keeps finding the back of the net. Can't wait for him to get traded in two days. Hey, shut the sh- fuck you, up. You shut your mouth. <laughs> you shut your stupid shut face. Shut your whore, your whore uh, mouth. You shut up, right? I swear, I tweeted this too. If, if Boone gets traded, I'm going with him. I, I, will, I don't yeah. know how much what longer like I can the, be a fan What if it's like team? the Winnipeg? You're gonna move to Winnipeg. Oh, Pierre Luc Dubois is trying to get to get over to Montreal. So <laughs> he was a healthy scratch last night, but I wonder if that was for for TRR. I think he he's trying to push his way out of there. It sounds like yeah, shocker. He's such a fuck. God, don't get me started. He's on a child. He is literally a child. He is the biggest like he talks bitch. like a child. Oh, he he acts like a child. 
Yeah. He is the epitome of a, of a, of he a had, child. He had this time. He didn't want to play one game, so he quit on the ice so he could get traded and yeah. go up there with daddy in Manitoba. Yeah. Because his dad coached <laughs> for the AHL team for Winnipeg. Dad, they're treating me bad down here. <laughs> Fucking PLD. God, he's such a love bitch. That. Ugh. I want I, you to like be my my alarm clock waking up, but like. Oh Jordan. my God, Jordan, wake up, dude! You have to go to work right now. Get up, dude. <laughs> that would be phenomenal. You should just do voiceover work now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Greg Murray, I'm coming for your job. Yeah. No, I'm not. Jackets, we're on the power play. Jackets on the power play. <laughs> Woo! Did you score already? God. Yeah. All right. <laughs> or wait, anyway, I, are we too good at that? I, I think we're way too good at that. Uh, it's just very specific. All right. Anyways, <laughs> jackets, jackets really, they're they're turning it on lately, and it's kind of like, all right, you can. Jackets are turning me on lately. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, they are. I mean, that Ken Johnson goal turned me on last night versus Buffalo. Oh. Come on, come on now. Boone Jenner's goal versus Buffalo. Oh. Whew. Oh yeah, that was. Oh, that from, was filthy. I went that from was... six to midnight, boys. Come Atta on, boy. At a boy. Moin. 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 I pray every <laughs> single night to my Kent Johnson Young Guns card. Yeah. I I just put it up on its little altar <laughs> and I just pray every single night. Speak it. You're gonna be worth a thousand dollars. You're gonna be years. worth like three thousand dollars. You're gonna be like Connor McDavid. Moin. All right. Did it. <laughs> Is it like an hour from now? I feel like I've transitioned my whole life. Right? Come on. All right. Let's get social. Let's answer some questions. Yeah. Let's. All right. I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I can only do that so much. I look, that's that's just your. That's just that is how Pierre Luc Dubois sounds in my mind. Hey guys, you want to get social? <laughs> All sounds right. like a South Park character. Uh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> there's actually some good questions. There's a, there's a couple questions that are not like. Related to um, the trade stuff that I saw that I, if you don't read it, I'm going to read them. I thought they were kind of good. Yeah. First question from DB brain at Barno stormer. Uh, are you satisfied with the current logo? Great question. That was the one that I was going to read. I, I, figured, I, I read figured that's what you're talking about. I saw about. that earlier and I was like, that is so out of subject, but I love it. But I love it. And hell no, I'm not. I don't like our current logo. Never really have. I, I don't mind Whoa. it. <laughs> never really have. I've never been a big fan of it. Never heard this take, but never go for have. It. Like, Let listen, why? All right, the reason why. I mean, it's easy. We have a cannon, right? Everybody in the National Hockey League knows us for our cannon. Every reporter that comes in the arena, every time it goes off, they're like, "Oh shit!" They're startled by it. They know it exists. It's it's in the it's in the NHL games on all the wherever the kids play their games and shit. We need the third jersey as our current as the as a primary logo, but with red, white, and blue colors. I don't I, I don't want the act I don't want like the baby blue shit we got going on. I just want the primary logo to 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 be that third jersey logo, but make it just regular red, white, and blue colors like like we currently have. Just slap it on there. That needs to be the primary. The one with the Ohio flag with the wrapping around the the, uh, the star, I'm over it. I don't like That's it. That's a badge. That's more of like a shoulder patch. Yeah, I agree. The the cannon or the what on your hat the the current primary logo this it, is, this should be a shoulder patch. looks like a shoulder patch yeah. agreed and, that, the, and that's what it started out as yeah right you're right and so did Stinger so well that was <laughs> the dumbest thing ever to put on a logo just saying Stinger's great anyways uh yeah I I would be cool with that I think that would be fine it's time I, to move on well uh, yeah I think keep the logo primary logo now as an alternate and use sure. it as a shoulder patch sure uh but yeah I. Yeah, use that logo as the third. The one we have now as the third, and yeah. maybe do it up a little bit. I I've been very happy with. Um, I like the logo now. I've liked it since they used it. I like the old logo. 
uh, the CBJ with the ribbon and, and the neon green. I thought those were great. That's my favorite logo, like, of all time. Besides, I, like, I maybe like Hartford it. Whalers. I like that logo as a throwback. I would never want it as a primary again. It, but, it, yeah, I thought it was great. I liked it on the reverse retros. I yeah. like everything about it. I think it's done well. And it goes well with Stinger. I think all of it's good. Um, yeah, I, I, I am indifferent. I don't. I, that's not what I look at when I look at the team. I'm more sure. on the train. I don't really think about that. I don't know. Uh, I'm a, I'm indifferent as well. I think it fits with all the whole NHL vibe. I think the an NHL logo has to be very specific, and I don't think in a sp- very specific design, a very specific way. I don't think just the cannon will work. Um, I could see it working, and I agree with you. But I think the way I look at this is uh, even I'm not even gonna lie. I've looked at like my clothing, my hats, Blue Jacket stuff, and I'm like, it's all just the same fucking shit with yeah. this logo on here. Like I've thought that multiple times and I'm like, I don't even, I don't, what do yeah. I, I just want something new. So yeah. We I, also I, yeah. like really haven't been around long enough. You know, some of these teams that have three, four five different right. logos have been around for a hundred years. So, yeah, but also you have to like the fucking Habs, Red Wings, Blackhawks, it's the same exact logo since they've started. Just kind of, just different. slightly different. Yeah. yeah. I really it like, is, but I, really I don't know. Like, I really I like feel the like Penguins throwback, like their seventies logo. Honestly, oh, I, oh, yeah. I, I kind of agree there and I don't the tri- like, like, I don't the triangle, get, the triangle yeah, yeah. one. Oh yeah, yep, I agree. Yeah. Oh, all right. Um. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of brand identity that's linked to the cannon and the blue jackets to where I think that because we we current that shoulder patch that we currently have is the red, white, and blue cannon logo. Uh, that's from the third the shoulder patch we do have. So just make that the primary and let's move on. That's cool. What, that's yeah. I'm, I agree with you. Just to avoid conflict. Next question. <laughs> You're king of conflict. What are you talking about? I don't care about this one enough. All right. Fair enough. King of conflict. Should have seen my DMs today, you fucking idiots. Oh, you're telling me. Oh, my God. You you want to come after me and then not have, like, a defense? Get, get, come on. Come, come harder than that, dude. Come harder? Come so, come so much harder than okay, that. Okay, I heard. Uh, Dr. Jiggly stuff at J. Cooper uh, Jared. I just, I've seen this person a lot on Twitter, and I love that name. Dr. Yeah. Jiggly stuff. Yeah, yeah I agree. Uh, on average, how many times does your butts get touched at a game? Uh, I'll answer right away. Mine zero because I like um, it that way. I would say anytime my butt does get touched because for a while we were encouraging listeners to come up and touch our butts, right? Uh, I feel like my butt gets touched more so at like our bar. Not, yeah, not the game. Well, itself. it's 2023 now. We got We're kind of moving away from the from the consensual sexual mm. harassment at this yeah. point, you know. So <laughs> if it's uh, consensual, there's nothing wrong. That's <laughs> true. It's a weird phrase I just said. <laughs> we're, we're getting back to it though. I think cancel culture is going away a little bit here. So thank God. Uh, <laughs> we're we're getting back to butt touches. The average butt touch over the last two three years has been about zero, um, because people are scared. They're scared. I'm gonna just like, oh my God, it's sexual assault. Whatever we it's, we 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 encourage please. we encourage please. touch my touch my yeah, butt we encourage the butt the butt okay butthole that's different but I yeah, won't turn fine. around and scream sexual harassment but do not touch my butt. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next question uh, from Dustin Obergfell at Dustin Obergfell. Well, well done. Uh, will we ever be happy? <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> oh, that is a... Uh, oh, oh, I don't want to just laugh at that. <laughs> uh, so in terms of... I will answer this. In terms of Blue Jackets, uh, hockey, maybe, probably not. But probably there, there's not. a possibility. Now, in terms of like the world and your life, you know, Definitely we're looking not. at... Absolutely not. It's not happening. It's We're all fucked. Next Agreed. question. I mean, <laughs> if we're talking about the Blue Jackets, I 
No, I'll never be happy. Do you have Instagram questions? For I was him? just pulling it up right now. Actually. Oh yeah. Um. <laughs> so this is a good one. This question. is a good one. Uh, I'm not used to reading the questions. This is new for me. Uh, is a cheesecake a cake? Oh, big shot over here. Is a cheesecake a cake, a pie, or a tart? This question's so dumb. It's, I, a, it's a really dumb question. Wow. I don't think that it's a cake, though. I'm pretty sure that it is considered a tart. This is why the question's so <laughs> stupid because of people like you and someone else. I literally have heard this question like a week or two ago. They said it was a fucking pie. It's cheesecake. What are you talking about? All right. the, the name is in it. The name is in it. That's a good question. All right. Or good point. Thank so you. a pizza is a pie. A whole other debate. Yes, correct. Uh, this is a good and one. And a hot dog is a sandwich. And everyone's no. honest honest opinion here, like, this is legit. This is a good question. Why are there people saying NHL won't let Bedard in Columbus if they win the lottery? Nobody's saying that. I think there's quite a few people that are saying, like, oh, we've said it. We're like, oh, the Batman won't let. It's rigged. They wouldn't win yeah. the lottery. They're not going to win the yeah, lottery. Yeah, if they win the lottery, he's coming to Columbus. Yeah. So that's a really dumb fucking question. There is no chance in hell that if Columbus wins the lottery that Bedard doesn't come here. You right. don't think so. You think no. you don't think I you don't think Batman has some other other ulterior he motives. Well, I he think, could, but that I means think, that means Columbus will not win the lottery. Exactly. The, I think no. the lottery is rigged. Correct. They, they don't show in real time the lottery happening. They come out with pre-made cards. Oh, yeah, no, me and you're and, on the same page. I think it's rigged. So I I don't I but I'm in it when the sense that there's no chance the NHL will let him come here before the lottery because they're already they've already predetermined what the lottery results look like. Patrick Kane just traded away their entire franchise. Bedard is going to Chicago. Patrick Kane is that what I said? Just traded away their entire franchise. Yeah. Chicago traded <laughs> away Patrick I mean, Kane in their entire franchise. No, I, th- I think Connor true. Bedard is going to Chicago. No, I think what he's saying Mark is it now. No, his question there is saying like if Columbus you know, is the number one overall pick. Or sorry, they are the worst team in the National Hockey League, right? And they, they yes. maybe don't win the lottery. They're not going to. It's so I think his question is yeah. like, why is Bedard not? Why won't the NHL want Bedard to come here? Because because Chicago's a big market, and now they have no star power there anymore. Game over. It's done. Yeah. It's already done. He's and going to Chicago. Money. He's going there. I am telling you that right now. Yeah, hundred percent. Mark my words. Even with all the Chicago like, oh, drama you lately? think they give a shit about that? Yeah. They save face with that Kyle Beach stuff just to make it yeah. they, just to make themselves look good for a few months to make it seem like they care. They don't give a fuck. That guy's not making them any money, so they they just cast him out immediately as soon as people stop paying attention to that. Yep. Sorry, I I'm a little I'm still fired up right now. <laughs> fucking it. Fuck Gary Bettman. Is fucking NHL. God, I'm so pissed. I'm a tell. I see some fucking ping pong balls. It's not real. It's not real. Even then, I don't even know if it's real. Uh, next question from Quid Joe Crow, the stat at the status crow. Uh, grade the LA trade. What should have been done to make it an A? Oh, not trade Corpus Allo. <laughs> yeah, if it was just Gavrikov going over there, and that's what we got to return. That's a, a plus. That, that's an A plus in my opinion. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's, I, I'm going to give it a B, straight B. Yeah. I, I think getting that first round and then a third round on top of that. For Corpy, uh, Corpy pulled a third rounder. Is good. You get a better pick than Boston, in theory, would give you. So in the first round, so yeah, I think it was a B trade. Gavrikov was not. They they couldn't get a deal done uh, for the extensions, so he was going to walk regardless. You you pull a first rounder out of that, and 
We'll see where it goes. Maybe we draft it. Maybe we don't move it. Maybe we draft another Marco Dano or a fucking Sonny Milano. We'll <laughs> see, but I hope not. Oh, uh, boy, I can't wait. Mm, can't wait to get another first-round <laughs> bust. Uh, you know what? <laughs> you know what? I genuinely, if, if the Jackets finish dead last in the National Hockey League this year, I tr- I truly believe that Bedard comes to Columbus. No I mean, chance. I would hope so. Marcus- I just don't think, I mean, at this point, at this point, then it's just it's straight up rigged, and there's no way around it, and it looks bad for Batman. Yeah, if and we the finish last and we are not the first draft pick, then of course yeah. it's rigged. They do not care what they look like publicly. Yeah, they, they don't have care about show, Columbus. They don't care. I don't All know. they care so, about is maximizing their profits. So here's my here's my take. Capitalism. Here, I understand that Chicago is a big market without a superstar right now. Yes, I get that. But here's my take on... What do you mean? They have Seth Jones. I mean, he's an all-star. <laughs> I, I love Jones. I would rather have Jones on this team than a handful of other people. Um, but So here's my hot take on why the Jackets do get Bedard. Because we have Gaudreau, we have Line, we have the makings of something pretty fucking awesome with, with already some star power in this city. So why not just add to it and maybe see what could happen? Maybe maybe Batman's like, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just throw them on this team and see what happens. See if they flourish. So it's not like we don't have anybody on this team to succeed in the next couple of years. We have we have the potential of great players. And if, if, a, if a team comes around them, then hell yeah, here we go. I think you add Bedard in there. Why not? You got Bedard, Gaudreau, and Line, those three guys feeding each other pucks from, here, from time to time. See a center. Bedard, yeah, uh, is he? Yeah, uh, I'm sure they could make him a center if he's not. <laughs> Come on, yeah, whatever. I don't see it happening. Uh, yeah, next question. All right, we'll uh, see. What, we'll see what happens. That's I just kind of why I think he could come to Columbus. If if there was nobody else here right now, they pre- they would probably be like, okay, yeah. No, if the lottery is truly sure. not rigged and we finish last and have the best percentage and he does not come here, it's then rigged. It's rigged. Hundred percent, it's rigged. Agreed. Uh, Michael Neff at Michael Neff forty four. Did Yarmo sell- the pod? Did Yarmo sal- little boomer. Did Yarmo salvage the Boston trade that never came through now with the LA deal? I want to hear your take so I can scream at you while I'm listening to scream it. Scream at me, Michael Neff. <laughs> scream in my ears. Yeah, I uh they they salvaged it. There's no doubt in my mind. Absolutely. I think for what it was, uh he maximized the potential of that trade with the first and third, and then possibly more picks coming for quick. On the turn, not a waste. Yeah. Um, he got something out of it, which is all we could ask for at that point. So yes, it was salvaged. 100%. I, yeah, I think it was salvaged. I don't think it was. I think what, he got more than what I he don't expected. think it was what we wanted. Um, the only reason I say that is because initial reports were like, "Oh, Gavrikov is worth a first and like a third, right? We we were thinking like Gavrikov was going to be pull a lot more than what what we ended up getting, right? A first and a third but that was with corpy as well and quick involved yeah so i was we saying also like, could have got craig smith back on the back end of that which would have been awesome but, so you know. based off of initial reports with which could have been absolute bullshit and you know i'm just reading twitter you know drama and stuff but it seemed like gavrikov was going to come away with a first and a third by himself never materialized and then uh, now we got quick a first and a third for gavrikov and corpy so i think to what he's saying i think it was salvaged yes uh, um, maybe like the the market just wasn't there this season for for those type of players, and that's why we didn't get what I thought we were going to get initially, and that's kind of where we're at. So I'm not like I said when I tweeted out today, I'm not mad, I'm not happy, I'm just kind of like meh. 
We'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, yeah I haven't graded this yet. I, I gets hard to. You don't know what these what, picks are going to turn and, into. And you also don't know what Quick is going to turn into because obviously we've talked about it already. There are talks that he could be on the move to Vegas. So. We don't want Quick, and Quick does not want to be here. No, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I am at peace with that. 100%. Once once I saw Quick's name linked to Columbus, and then it actually happened, I never once thought to myself, "Oh hell yeah!" I was like, "All right, well, what's the, what's the motive?" Yeah, here? wait a second. Everyone what? said this doesn't make sense. <laughs> that yeah. makes zero. Yeah, what's and the motive? What's where, where's where's it leading this to? This is also now we're already seeing it. Not the first time Jonathan Quick has been linked to Columbus in trade rumors, so it's yeah. finally happened. Same with Goudreau back back a few years ago. The same thing happened. So it's it's funny that we kind of heard about this already a few years back, and then it finally manifests, and now everybody's pissed off. I do think that the Jackets should sell Quick jerseys. <laughs> because he technically was a part of the team. So, I mean... Yeah, I would like a Jonathan Quick <laughs> hockey card. I want him to play one game, take a photo of him, and make a hockey card. Next question. <laughs> uh, from Kevin P. At Kevin underscore P double zero. Elvis appears to be on the upswing after the All-Star break. You probably read his comments about what he did to get back into the right mindset. Do you think he stays on track this year? Uh, stays on this track? Or will he revert by the start of the next season? So revert to like to being, being a shit shit goalie again. I so I'm I'm gonna go back to what I was talking about earlier earlier in the episode. I think if we give Elvis the green light, like, hey, you are our number one guy. I think we'll see an uptick in Elvis's play come next season. Uh, is it going to be fantastic? Is it going to blow your socks off? Maybe not, but I think it's going to be enough to be consistent to where we're not going to be like completely shitting on him every game. I think he's going to be okay. Um, I, I think all it takes is for that boat of confidence. Like, all right, Elvis, you are a guy. You're not splitting it with Corpy. Take it, do with it what you will, and please, for the love of God, don't fuck up. So I think we're going to see an uptick in this play. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I hope. I sure as hell hope so. Right. I hope he turns it around. I, I hope he gets. I hope he continues to get better. I hope he starts figuring out how to close out games. He's been good for the first two periods, and then crumbles in the third recently. Is what yeah. is the trend he's been on. Um, also, the team kind of crumbles in front of him, and I'm and trust me, one hundred percent. I am not an Elvis defender this year. One hundred percent. He has played like dog poo poo, but like the team has crumbled yes. in front of him in the third. One hundred percent. They they yeah. play so well. What fucking? How many games have they now gone up and and had a multiple goal lead and then completely blown it in the third period in a matter yeah. of minutes? Uh, they did it against Edmonton. They gave up four goals in eight minutes against Edmonton. Yeah. Uh, was it last night? They was it. Two nights ago, it was getting last. Last night it was getting close. They I were up like three nothing though. In Minnesota, they had some problems to close it out, which they ended up losing. Yeah, so they're like crumbling in the yeah. third. I, I, I truly believe. Now there is a lot of really young dudes that may not be in the best of shape. We need the, we we need torts to come in for preseason just to give him just to give everybody that conditioning uh, regiment right. he does. Come on now, uh, in camp because I don't think Larson's got it. Um, who just what did Kane just score a goal for the New York? Uh, he plays tomorrow. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I, I I truly hope that the team with Warinsky coming back and and all these guys next year can rally around and, and kind of everybody plays as a unit, which has not been the deal this year. You have any more Instagram questions? No, nah, they're all the same shit that we've already kind of covered. There was like ten of them, and they were all right there. Uh, you have yeah, you're watching it. Next question from that was a dumb. I was question. gonna say something though about that question. I I didn't get to answer it. Um, I was gonna say I think. More on the lines of just him crumbling the third. I think it's just because he has so much fucking energy. For a lack of a better word, he kind of is a little bit spazzy, and he just like is so much. And I think that's why the team crumbles because he is always standing straight up, always watching the puck, 
always going towards the puck. Well, yeah. And leaving the crease. And he does try to do too much. Out. Yeah. He tries to do too much. He, he just does has way, way too much energy in the crease. He does way too much. And that's where like that's why that's why I like Corpy and also Tarasov when he's healthy. They're they both <sighs> Listen, I know. I'm I just can't saying. believe Corpy's not here okay. anymore. No, that's all. I'm just like really. <laughs> I can't. But it's gonna take me yeah, a few weeks to get used to this. But like yeah. those those two dudes, like they stay calm, cool, collected. They don't do. They don't try Elvis to do. This is the complete opposite. They, they don't try to. They don't try to do too much because they know their teammates are coming around. They're gonna bail them out or help at least help them out. That's Part. why we crumble. And that's why Elvis going. Elvis tries to do too much. He, I feel like he doesn't believe in his teammates at, at points in the game. It's like, all right, they're gonna come over here and do something. You just stay put. One and of, that's one why of the, he always gets so f- visually upset, yeah. too, because he gets. it looks like he's always getting upset towards a defender. Oh, yeah. Or, like, not him. He almost tried to throw hands at his own fucking defender a couple of games yeah. ago. He was so pissed off at something that happened. Yeah. I forget who it was, but, yeah. Uh, next question. One of the first things you learn, I think, in like when you're coming up and playing on a team for the first time as a, as a young kid is trust your teammates, especially as a goaltender. You have to trust your teammates. These guys are also professionals. I'm not saying that he doesn't trust them and he doesn't think they're going to do their job, but he is totally trying to do too much. Yeah. And I, I, he, I don't think he's trusting his teammates enough to the point where he just needs to sit in the crease and, yeah. and just and and stop puck. Yeah, like maybe at other levels of of your career, you know, when you're making your mark, you know, through the ranks, maybe there are times where you might have to bail people out at certain points, but. Once you get to the National Hockey League level, pretty much everybody has their mind wrapped around their role and what they're supposed to do. I think Elvis needs to just kind of let let go a little bit and trust around trust those around him a little more. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. That was I, really good analogy by me. You're great. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Wow, yeah. look at you. That's really like three whiskeys deep too. Pulling That's it together. Incredible. Over here. Come on. When one, I hate that. I, hate I that do too. So much. Uh, but I, I hear it in my fucking sleeve. Thanks to intern Braden's. Braden's not here to back you up on everyone. Yeah. Uh, next question from Joseph Garrigan at Joseph Garrigan. I feel like I've met this guy drunkenly at a game before. So I'm going to say friend of the pod. Probably. I, I believe I've met this person. I can't say what Warren says, but I believe he's probably a friend of the pod. <laughs> Don't say that. You're jinxing everything right now. Oh, come on. We're jinxed enough <laughs> as it is. Sorry, buddy. Warren. All right. Uh, I know at Joseph Garrigan, I know I'm late to the party, but when did Goudreau get an A? They change that shit around all the time, honestly, at this point. They don't. Um, they do. They don't. Goudreau got an A when Nyquist went out with his injury. That That's the sense. only time it's changed this that season. Makes sense. This whole season? Except for Warinsky. They also, Warinsky also, I don't remember who got it. Maybe I think that because we have so many fucking injuries all the time. Probably. <laughs> yes. Yes. That, that would make that, sense. They don't just they don't out. just change them around. They sometimes they'll do home and away captains. They do do that. Alternate okay. captains, but they yeah. don't just like change them or they set them at the beginning of the season and then they go from there. Yeah. It's all yeah, it's all based off the injuries, which we have a lot of injuries. Injuries. But yeah, there's uh, I got nothing else on Instagram. I got nothing else on Twitter. Kyle, you got some more on Twitter? Uh, yeah, from the good Reverend Rodriguez at Rev Rodriguez 924, front of the pod. Uh, on a scale of 9 to 10, how happy are you that we've finally settled on our true number one goalie, Elvis Merce Lincolns? <laughs> Can I have something oh, different? Boy. I don't like 9 or 10. Total sarcasm there. Well, so. let's, let's just go. Oh, right. And I wasn't either. No, we all got to give our one out of ten. We, I mean, legit- how happy am I that now Elvis is our number one? Legitimately, but it cannot be. It's got to be like an actual like you got to like give some thought to it. It can't be like a nine out of ten, eight out of ten. It's got to be like you know, three point seven out of ten. I give it 
a five out of 10 on the dot, 50% because I have half of me still hoping that he can be the goalie we've seen when he first started here, when he took over for Corpy the first time. Okay. Uh, it's in there somewhere. He didn't get to this point and get this contract because, because it's not in there. Agreed. He has that in there somewhere. He now has to find it. Yeah. He has to find it or else he's not going to be here that much longer. Yarmo will make sure of that. He's not going to sit around and, and let just a goalie be mediocre while he's trying to win games. Yeah. There's no way. This is Yarmo's reputation on the line. He's not going to let Merz Lincolns ruin it, I promise. Elvis has got to figure it out, and I think he realizes that. And I think now that all of this debacle is finally fucking over, we can move on from the goalie situation, maybe pull in another one this offseason. But Elvis right now is the guy, and he has to realize that and go from here. I, I'm calling a shutout his next game. Shut out. Shut out. All Shut right. out. Next game. Okay. Okay. Doing put, it right now. Put some money on that. Who do we play? We play uh, Seattle Friday, right? Shit. Yeah. So Bjork, Bjorkstrand's no gonna, chance. Bjorkstrand's going <laughs> to. Maddie Benier's at least two goals. I mean, uh, Bjorkstrand and Winberg are both going to score. Patrick so Bjorky. That's two. Yeah. Um, uh, Tyler, yeah, your, your grade. I'm going to say uh, three out of ten because I, I'm going to give three. The three is me having the same idea of Kyle of. There could be a chance, but I personally don't think there is that he can be what a number one at all. I never feel safe when he's in net. I feel much safer when Corby's in net. Uh, he's much more consistent, much more solid, and I'm. I hate the trade. Three out of ten. I don't like it. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I'm uh, very look. I want to. Go you, ahead. I'm can, sorry. Can go you ahead. repeat the question for me one more time? Yeah. Uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, he said 9 to 10, sarcastically. But on a scale Got of it. 1 to 10, how happy are you that we finally settled on our true number one, All Elvis right. Merz Lincolns? I'm going to go 6.3. 6.3 okay. out of 10. I think uh, the points that I was making earlier about him being named number one automatically. Not 6.9? Nah. That's overused. Fair enough. <laughs> um, I think if, like I said, to give him the nice. confidence to be the overall number one, I think that's going to boost his self-esteem up a little bit. Uh, and we've already seen what he can do. Um, I was, I think I was at a 50% for this season, but now that we kind of like boost him up a little bit, like you're our guy now, I think I see it. I'll see a little more out of there. So, uh, that's where I'm at now with it. We, as the artillery, I believe are still, except for Tyler, apparently we have to, we have to back our goaltender. We still have to hold out hope that he's going to show up and, and do his job. Yeah. I don't, I don't well. want him to fail. No, not at all. That, that's that's the opposite of what we're looking for. I mean, for. this season, yes, but come next season, no. At the same time, we're going to call out. We see it. All right. Um, yeah, next question, and then we'll get into our closing remarks, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. Last question. From Kels, plant emoji. Is this your sister? At Kels J. Spence. Yep. Uh, what did you guys do to enjoy the weather today? It was 75-ish degrees in the capital city to get. Well, I brought the thighs out, boys. Um, I'm wearing yes, my, you I'm did. Wearing sure my, did. I'm wearing my five-and-a-half inseam wow. fabletic shorts. Jeez. I can and see your balls from here. They are riding up. You can probably see the bulge for sure. <laughs> They're riding up a little bit. It's a good one. Yeah, that's what I, I did. That's what I did doing. We the worked inside all day. Oh, you guys went around and did stuff. I mean, you can say what you want. I went outside. I went to a park. I went fishing. I played some basketball. I went and skateboarded a little bit, and I actually played a little bit of roller hockey too. You did? Yeah, me and Chase. Oh, you guys were working <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, no, no, we definitely were not working. All right. Uh, no, yeah, I worked with the uh, garages open, and I walked around in jeans and. 
listen to YouTube, and it, honestly, it was a really good day. You too, or YouTube? YouTube. Yeah, Damn, not a yeah. big Bono fan over here, I don't think. Hello, hello. There's a place <laughs> called Vertigo. I nailed that. That was amazing. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Well done. All right, we're we're done here. I think we're done. Are we actually done? Yeah, a couple closing remarks here, if if you don't mind. If you have, yeah, go for it. Uh, look, as a as a fan, if you should play we some, play some music on this? I can. Uh, should we uh crack open the fireball for this one? Yeah, I think we should. Yeah, let's, let's all crack take, open the take fireball. A, let's all take a yeah, sweet. yeah. Lead do you me want in here. Uh, do you want cheesy music? Do you want Adri music or outro music? Ooh, uh, give me give me some of that good old good 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 outro music. Outro music, okay. Oh, yeah, as they take a swig of that fireball, pour one out for Corpy. Keep in mind, it's louder in your headphones, but not louder on the board. A uh, couple closing remarks here. As swig fans, for Corpy. We're, we're swig for some uh, fireball right now. Swig for Corpy. Pour some out for Corpy. That's this watered down as fuck. Yeah, there's no way. Wow. That's, there's no, that's not whiskey. I think that's just cinnamon-flavored water. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's what fireball tastes like. Yeah. Uh, as fans of a hockey team, as people who are not part of the business side of it as people who go to games and and have drinks and and watch these players and and grow to connect with them and and meet them and all of these things over a decade sometimes sometimes eight years with corpy when these guys move you we're gonna get emotions are involved they're involved with the players as well 100 maybe not in the front office but even with the players and especially the fans that's why we're here we're not here because we like business we're here because it, it tugs at our emotions and and we're here to be happy and and watch our favorite players that we get to know and all this stuff so when they get traded kind of out of nowhere like this you get sad the people on social media that are shitting on these people for having emotions for players like this getting traded are awful you people need to go the fuck away if you are on twitter right now there's a there's a i'm not going to name any names i'm not even going to give them any attention i'm not going to plug their twitter or anything like that but the ones that are quote tweeting some of my own friends and, and shitting on them because they're saying this is a business this is a bit this is what happens this is what happens and shut the fuck up we know shut up <laughs> shut the fuck up Emotions are part of it. That's what happens. It's called being a fucking human being. I am so fucking sick of you robot fucks on Twitter shitting on fans of this team who have spent thousands of dollars to be in that arena and be around those players. Come on. Come on now. Leave them alone. Come Let them on. have emotions. I am very upset about no, this Corby trade. And I'm snacks. going to be upset. Snap. I agree. Very emotional. I agree. Like, So I haven't been on Twitter a lot to like... You're so hot. I haven't now. been deep into the interwebs so of Twitter hot. to like see kind of the shit you're talking about, but I know it's out there, right? I yes. know it's out there. Yes. I know I have been on the back end of people like, oh, it's a business. You obviously don't see the big picture here. I'm like, no, I do. I, I, I've been around this hockey team in the National Hockey League to understand the big, kind of the big picture of why we're doing something, why we're unloading some players. And you, it is completely acceptable to feel emotion when a player leaves. And listen, yes, it's a business at the end of the day, but at the same time, you've also invested so much money, so much time in these players, and you've gotten to know them through social media. You've gotten to understand their, like the way they are as a person. And yeah, so there's there you have every right to have some type of attachment towards these players. So to what you're saying, 100% agree. Like let people be fans and let them enjoy and let them like if they want to have their sign off, if they want to have some type of emotion towards a player leaving, let them do it. My question is for for those people is why why are you watching hockey then? 
Yeah. If, it, if it does not bring you any joy or happiness or 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 emotions at all, then what are you, those are the kind of people that go sit in the arena or don't go sit in the arena ever and yeah. sit at home and have their opinions, which is fine. But those are the kind of people that go sit in the arena. We score and they just sit there and are all stoic and straight faced and and act like they've been there before. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and everybody like you. I am yeah. so sick of you fucking people in my arena. So sick of it. And those are the those are also the same people that sit there and sit there and mansplain numbers to you while you're watching a hockey game. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Three. Shut up and go away. Preach. All right, I'm done. I think I'm done now. I that love was amazing. It. I'm amazing. all here for it, baby. Thank you, Corpy. Thank you, Gavi. Fucking insanely great <laughs> Thank you, people. Gus Nyquist. Thank you, Gus Nyquist. Insanely good players for this team. Yeah. Through the years they were here. Tease and peace. Time to move on. Tease and peas to those Jeez two guys. Tease and peas yeah. to all the fans of the Blue Jackets. Uh, all right. Before we do leave, though, we got to talk about one more sponsor. Thank you, SeatGeek. Uh, if you're trying to go to a Blue Jackets game or even a concert or anything in town, SeatGeek has you covered. Check them out. Download their mobile app. If you use our promo code CBJA, you get $20 off your first-time purchase using that code. And we always encourage that, you know, you can, if you have like one, two, three, four, every, I, I know everybody has like five emails, right? They're not like checking IP addresses. They're at not at all. So like so, if you make some extra yeah, email addresses for so, some extra money, they're cool. With so that, once you use that CBJA code one time through one email, just use it again through yeah, your other email. Yeah. You get $20 off your first time purchase. And honestly, at a Blue Jackets game right now, that'll save you quite a bit. So check them out, SeatGeek.com or download the SeatGeek mobile app. We are done here, gentlemen. What a pod. A great episode. Huh, I got really worked up a few times. I'm you sorry. You did, it but it's nice. okay. I, I, that's why I you're dropped here, the f bomb a lot. That's okay. We're rated E for explicit, that's not right. for everyone. We're rated E for everyone, <laughs> <laughs> which is very confusing in the video game world to podcast world. It is. It is because E in the podcast world is explicit, explicit. bad, the yeah. opposite of E in video game world. Right. Yeah. All right. We're done. We will see you maybe maybe <laughs> Friday. Yeah, we yeah. might do a trade um, deadline special on Friday. We, it'll probably just be a live space. So yeah, we may probably do Twitter spaces. So if you don't follow us on Twitter, please do at CBJ Artillery on there. Uh, check us out. And yeah, we might do that. So, all right, we're done. Spay and neuter your robot fucks. Miss you, Warren. Tyson. Tyson.